Hi there and welcome to hell. We are three very, very happy boys after three consecutive wins. I was beginning to forget what it felt like to win and especially in this nature and uh, the time has come for us to, to have those those feels once again. So my name is Trevor, We're joined by Luke and Gunnar who have been watching the boys in brown in action. So Luke, you were there with us, the boys today. Take it away, man. I mean, how how did it go down? It, it was it was brilliant, I see, yeah, from start, start to finish. Um, it, it was a 1-0 win, but could have won by more, honestly. We dominated them from start to finish. And let's not forget that this is a very strong Kazakhstan team. They're in great form right now. And we they did nothing, you know, they didn't even come close to us. It was just brilliant, yeah. Delighted for the lads. And a fantastic goal by Connor Metcalf. And I'm sure we'll talk about it, but that assist from Eric Smith. Jesus Christ. It was out of this world. It was so good. Um, but aside from that, it was just a, a good performance all around. Uh, and as I say, they Kaiser Slaughter, I don't know, because we said this last week about Hanover, where we said that they... You know, they just didn't show up. They didn't perform. But a lot of credit has to go to St. Pauli for, for, for not letting them get anywhere near them. I also think this is a fantastic win against a very strong Kaiserslautern uh, side. They're, they're up there for a reason. Uh, you could say a bit of a anti-football vibe uh, about them. But like I say, they're up there for a reason. Kaiserslautern haven't actually lost a game away from home so far this season until today. And Luke said we could have probably won by more. I, I thought the goal tells exactly how, how this game went. It needed something really special to break this deadlock. And uh, a no-look pass and a fantastic left-foot finish from Connor um, to, to get us the goal. Tells the story of this game, uh, I think. Very aggressive from Kaiserslautern. 11 yellow cards overall in the game. And I think we looked it up before. It was like 22, 23 fouls from Kaiserslautern. And mm-hmm. it, took, it took a while for them to get any cards. There was a few players who I thought, uh, I thought number four early on could have, could have walked with a, a second yellow card that never really, that never came. Um, and some of our boys uh, towards the end got, got booked as well. I think we, we got three yellow cards within four minutes. Two players had just come on. Um, yeah Mm. interesting game today it was a spicy affair definitely Uh, Saliakas getting booked again so we're going to miss him for the next match he nearly got in more trouble though because he he ran over to try and contest other things that just weren't involving him at all so it just seems like he likes to get into the thick of things so god bless him Uh, but yeah as you say he's out the next game so we'll see see who comes into that spot but it it's sort of it's it's almost like reflected in the way he plays because he is so aggressive. Um, he's like a, he just chases down every ball, you know. Uh, he's got so much energy, so I don't mind it, you know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, it, if you can harness it uh, to the greater good, then fair enough. But I mean, as you you mentioned, Eric Smith there with the assists, so having just signed a new contract, uh, and what way to celebrate it? He's. Uh, unlocking doors without even looking uh, and feeding the, the Aussie man through. So that's, that's, that's 
awesome to see because Conor Metcalf, he's been very unlucky uh, the first half of the season. I think when he came on, he always seemed to make things happen uh, and always seemed to be given his all. Unlucky to miss out on the Australia squad. Start this start the second half of the season. He's been starting every game, and he, is that his second goal in two games now? So he's he's stepping up and he's grabbing the opportunity. Yeah. Two and two, grabbing the grabbing the opportunity, and staking his his name in the starting lineup, which is awesome. Good for him. He looks he looks a different player from between before the break and after the break. Um, not just the beard. Uh, also just his, his attitude seems different it must have been the the disappointment of missing out on the Australia squad just give him the kick up the arse that he needed to really kick on and you know possibly take his career a bit more seriously um, but it's it's worked like he's you can see the confidence in him as well which is great Um He's, he's taken opportunities that he might not have earlier in the season and it's great to see because the talent is there, you can tell, you know, and some of his link-up play has just been been brilliant. Aside from the two quality goals and they were both amazing finishes, he's also, his, his general play has been fantastic. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it ties into the type of play that the whole team's been playing at the moment. There seems to be a new lease of life, some sort of creative freedom, lots of one-touch passing. I, there were spells where people were just just knew where each other were and just laying the ball off without even thinking, just knew that their, their man was there to, to back them up uh, and then they could pass and move, pass and move. It's a thing of beauty. It's uh, Sankt Pauli of yesteryear, uh, talking about, when we had Chile and stuff, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's, it's getting results, but it's also fun to watch, which is, yeah, double winner. Yeah, I thought we found a good balance uh, this week compared to last week. What um, what we said some some of the long balls that maybe didn't reach Dapo, and I, I thought some sometimes we could have gone long, maybe even more often than we did. Uh, I seen I noticed Pacarada uh, having a go at uh, Eric Smith in the first half because he was free there on the left and I think Dapo had loads of space as well and the pass just wouldn't come and he, he got a right telling off, uh, <laughs> Eric did. But uh, overall, compared to, to last week, the players seem to try and find the, our wingers Dapo and Mech have more often, like they'll try this out ball and uh, in addition to keeping it on the deck really, really well. I thought some fantastic passing. I looked it up over like 500 passes as twice as many as Kaiserslautern had. I don't know if you said mm. it already, 67% possession for Sao Paulo today. Um, very good po- very good football that we played today and that uh, against this anti-football, how I call it at the start. Yeah, I mean, we, we are classed. Kaiserslautern today was just like, you could just tell that one team was out there to, to play a certain way and when the match and the other team, as you described as anti-football. I mean, it's all well and good, but whenever you come to somewhere like the Milan Tour where you'll have a team full of quality actually, you know, coming out to play, then you can get found out. And they, they really did. Like, Terence Boyd was anonymous. Like, he won a few headers uh, in the first half, maybe. But he was so frustrated. I remember at one point he just, like, 
threw his hands up being like, what the fuck? Like, what, and what am I working with here? You know, like he's just up there on his own feeding off of scraps. Um, honestly, I expected much more of them. I think in the last podcast I predicted a draw just because I thought it would be, they would pose a way bigger challenge than they actually did. Um, but again, you, ha- you have to give credit to, to our lads. We all expected something from them. And they were coming into this, the hot favourites, right? Form was on their side, much higher in the league. Um, and a couple of goal threats in the sense of people who scored more than our top goal scorer, that's, that's for sure. But if you, if you are able to sustain that threat and nullify it, because it seems like that's what we've done. We haven't just... Um, scraped a 1-0 draw a lucky 1-0 win sorry we haven't just scraped a 1-0 win taken our only chance of the game we've taught them a game we've taught them a lesson here we've managed to play them off the park and come away with a, a sweet sweet goal so it's it's really really changing the dynamics I think of the the way that St. Pali fans are feeling right now because up to Christmas and starting the, the Rook Ronda it's a little bit of uh pessimism it's like oh shit we're looking at the bottom like how far away can we get from the relegation zone but i caught myself today right maybe it's too early i caught myself today looking right how many points off third place are we uh maybe that's too early it's 11 by the way maybe that's too early <laughs> but, uh, i caught myself having a cheeky glimpse uh i i don't think i'll be alone in that sense i you guys had a look any 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 of our listeners had a look let us know but <laughs> it's it just got me thinking I mean, I did look up the table there uh, last night because it could have been, you said it's uh, 11 points that were away. It could have been 13 points if Heidenheim held on to the 3-0 lead against Haas V. Fucking uh, bastards. Yeah. They really fucked us there. That is, that is the Selfish. only time I looked up that end uh, of the table, to be honest. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Not in relation oh, we, to us. Yeah, well, We've got Heidenheim coming up soon, so it's all right. We'll uh, sort that then. What do you reckon our chances are, though? Like, oh man, on recent form, promotion. <laughs> or, yeah, on on recent form, like like we said, we're gonna go up to to make the fifty one points and just clinch promotion straight up. Um, I don't. I still don't see it. I still just want us to solidify mid table, not just like as soon as possible, not be involved in in the relegation discussion. And then you never know. I mean, Kaiserslautern was up there. If they play this brand of football at some some other grounds that try and play football against them, um, like you said, I thought it was going to be a lot harder against them, and they'll 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 offer a bit more, but it didn't really materialize. And I noticed they they changed formation in the second half. They played against they played three at the back against us in the second second half, what we were struggling with in the in the hin runde. So like, if we can play like that, and if if teams higher up can struggle uh, or, or m- might struggle a little bit, then yeah, maybe we might be in for a shout. But I, I wouldn't bank on it, and it's not it's not exactly what I'm expecting or or, or hoping yeah. for. Just solidify this year, and like like I said last week, the, the players that we brought in in the winter, the most of them are not on loan; they're here to stay. And if if they can perform and as they are, as they have shown now in the last three games, then I, I think we're on the right track. No, I completely agree. Um, I think I was sort of going near the bit there with the promotion talk because I, I really don't think that we're even in that conversation at all uh, right no, now. It's just, 
after winning three games in a row, that's what you you immediately think of like the only way is up, you know, that's <laughs> the good times are gonna continue, but we we know that we'll we'll face hard times further down the line, you know, we will we will be losing matches and losing dropping points like throughout the rest of the season. So we're we're not winning every match from now until till the end. Um it it'll probably be a comfortable mid table finish, which if you had offered that to me a couple of weeks ago, I would have fucking bit your hand off. So I'll take it. It's one of them. It's it's nine points out of three games now. And if you had it offered me seven out of four games, then I, mm-hmm. I would have taken that. You know, so we're we're two points up. So it's like hundred percent going in, uh, in the in the right direction, like you say. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we joked about it, saying that the the typical Saint Pauli way is uh, there'll, there'll be that kind of teasing of potential, you know, getting, to, getting towards, and then it just drop off. So I guess that's where we are right now. So we form for our own trick. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, more on the performance today, right? It's uh, was it three in a win, three wins in a row. So since the, the restart. Obviously, and then three clean sheets. So we, we we weren't able to put a clean sheet together uh, in the Hinterlander. So it's something's gelling back there. Is there anything different except for Mets? Is there anything you've noticed that's just kind of making it click a bit better? I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but I'm going to go back to that. That back three, which it's only been the, the second time that they've started a match together, but Mets, mm-hmm. Eric Smith, and Medic just look like a class above. I mean, today they limited Kaiserslautern to how many? Eight shots, and zero of them were on target. And I haven't even looked at their XG, but I guarantee it's very low because um, they really didn't have any chances of note. Or Terence Boyd had a chance from uh, that he put over the top, and then there the was the chance half. that that Medic blocked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was Saliakas yeah, first I mean, over the header, and then Medic blocked it. Yeah, oh, uh, Medic yeah. as well. Uh, Medic, yeah, I love how he celebrated. Like he celebrated his feet. Oh just, yeah, just in front know, of the Super lottery. Yeah. He celebrated he was, like a goal. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was good to see like uh, the passion and the the commitment to his trade <laughs> of defending. He was very very enthused by that so that's awesome I think we said that before with him when he's made a big tackle or something he's he's really celebrates it so he he realizes the, the importance of especially that tackle oh I like that it gets the people up as well and like I say it's it, it was a block just as as important as a goal and on your question Trev what is different maybe like Luke said the back three have only played two games now together um but I don't know if I only noticed this more this week because I watched the game on TV and not in the stadium, but like that center center back role that Eric Smith is playing where he pushes up, then he plays yes. next to Jackson, that pushes Hartle more in the number 10 role and Eric is just there to spread the play and then he has the two behind him just covering. It's absolutely fantastic. Like the, the passes he plays, the space he, he get, occupies is really, really good. It worries me a little bit. I, I think, Luke, you said it. Like, if Eric uh, gets injured or or like he was sick in the first game back uh, after the break, then we don't really have anyone occupying this role. I mean, maybe Mets can do it, but I don't really see Medic uh, playing that role. Uh, that that will be the only thing. But but the way I've seen it today, 
really, really good. The way, whenever he steps in the midfield and he just distributes the ball, but knowing that he's got two centre-backs behind him covering, so he's got so much more confidence to, you know, try a fucking no-look pass in behind. That was inch perfect, by the way. If you haven't seen this goal, please, please go look it up. It was quality. That no-look pass for, from Smith into in the Metcalf was so, so good. Um, and that's the sort of positions you want him taken up. And he, he has that freedom being uh, like the, the centre of the that back three. They just, you know, wander a bit further up and uh, get possession and start dictating plays. And he's brilliant at that role. So good. Well, that seems to be the, the, the answer in a nutshell then, right? It's because we've gone to a flat back five almost when we're defending it's a complete different lineup to when we're attacking so we pull the fullbacks back smith is in the middle of the two defenders we've got a back five and it helps with the transition into attack because then that just immensely pushes the fullbacks up we then have the two center backs sitting mm. back but smith is given the license to roam um it's it's kind of like a, a i wouldn't say it's sneaky but it's just tactical can I say genius? It's not really genius, but it's just a, <laughs> the way the best best utilization of uh, the Smith in that because he's so important in the defensive but attacking element. And I don't think he's the only one that could do. It. I think if Smith was out, I would put Jackson Irvine in that spot because I think he could do that as well. And I think I mentioned that before when I said about yeah. crazy last year. I said about playing Jackson Irvine or Smith as centre backs when we were struggling. And then Smith has come in. And I think Jackson Irvine could do that too. That's true. Not not as good on the distribution sure side, could. but I think. I think he could. Mm-hmm. He could, but then you're you lose out on what he offers you in midfield. Oh, sure. You know. Sure. Like um what's great about Smith's position is that he can step in the midfield and help out Hottle and and Jackson if if they need it. Um because we even though that we only play two in the centre midfield, we we never looked overrun, you know. Mm. Uh, it's cr- a credit to those two centre bids. Um, both of them had a very solid game again today. Hartel is definitely the more adventurous of the two. He has a bit more of a license to to get forward, um, and Jackson sort of stays back and cleans up. Um, but yeah, well, he gets great, forward great too. He, he had that. Them. He had that strike which went past the far post as well. So. Uh, Jackson's oh, yeah. not. That's right. Yeah. He's not shy of getting forward and stuck in as well, and you know, especially from set pieces and stuff, he likes to get his head on things. So, yeah, it's 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 a balance across the team, like the strengths across. Um, and I think if Smith was out, Jackson would be a good candidate for that. Um, but hopefully, we don't have to worry about that because Smith's just come back from injury, uh, from f- uh, flu, I think it was, or something. He's sick anyway. Uh, just mm-hmm. signed a new contract. The priority is going to be right wrap these boys in bubble wrap and make sure that we can keep playing a consistent team week in, week out. So I guess there's there's not really much else to say because we we played well. We had got a great result, but we didn't we didn't learn a huge amount about the, the team, you know, is that because of the opposition or what do you reckon? I think it's a tough one because we all expected something else from from Kaiserslautern going into the match, and I was just looking back like we had there was a Packerada chance, 
like from far out. It was the Jackson chance that went wide, and then Connor scored. And that was pretty much it. It was a bit of a heated game, I thought. Like like we said, eleven yellow cards. Um, uh, Matanovic came on and he got one for for his elbow. I think Tress said that could have been a red. Then Morides, who also had just come on like five minutes before, um, he got a yellow as well. What, what do you make of his impact today? He looked good coming on. I see. The game sort of came alive a bit after the goal, right? Like because it finally attempted Kazuslavin out a little bit because they had to. Um, they were sort of happy to just play shite football and keep it a nil-nil beforehand, but all of a sudden, whenever they needed to find a goal, it got a bit a bit more heated. Um, and that, that, as you mentioned, the two lads who came on definitely fed into that, which I thought was great. I mean, if you're if you can waste another two minutes while you're hanging on to a one-nil lead. Uh, getting them riled up and arguing with the referee, then fucking go right ahead. And it worked. That was interesting. That was interesting. I thought, like, like you say, just after we scored, Kaiserslautern came alive, and yeah. I thought if they if they have done that against us, maybe a bit earlier, then then they might have caused a bit more trouble. But they mm-hmm. waited so long for it, and then, like you say, they they wasted so much time on our players as well, getting getting yellow cards, and like they were happy to get involved and arguing. Like when you're one nil down, and like I say, if they had just started playing a bit earlier, then they might have caused us more trouble than they actually ended up uh, in the end. The number of yellow cards that you've mentioned, how many of them were for dissent? Like, uh, like there's one asking the referee because the diving or something. It, it just seemed a bit petulant at times as well. But um, the, to, to answer the Maridesh question, when he came on, he, it seems like when we lumped the ball up. It sticks to him. He, his link-up play seemed great. So he chested it down, I think, for Jackson Irvine into the middle, but then he's always looking to provide an option straight away as well. And we've been missing that from Matanovic and Otto. Um, and I think that happened three or four times within a very short space of time. Uh, it is interesting to see his impact. I think the ball was lumped up from a defensive situation and he was running at the last man. Uh, I don't know if you remember that bit. And he kind of ran out of ideas and tried to pass it to the, towards uh, some support, but the pass was awful. <laughs> but it's just <laughs> interesting to see like where his strengths are and stuff. It's not running at defenders. It's, it's no, been it's that not. link-up man. <laughs> yeah. I, there, there was one ball that got played in behind him that he tried to latch onto, and you could just see a serious lack of pace. But, I mean, that's not his game, which is fair enough. Um, because whenever he, he seems like the perfect player to bring off the bench whenever you're hanging on to the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, because he holds the ball up well, and he antagonizes the centre backs. I mean, it's not it's not going to be an easy day at the office, no matter who you are defending against someone like Maridos. He's just going to you know back end you. He's going to be physical. He won pretty much every header that he went well, up I for today. I, d- I don't know. I mean, he's not always physical in a negative way. Luke, you you mentioned a little bit of uh, uh, sensitive <laughs> moments as well. <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> he get, goes squaring up to their captain. Uh, what's his name? Zimmer? And Zimmer, Zimmer yeah. Number eight. Number eight. And uh, <laughs> they're squaring up and they look like they're ready to fucking have a, a fair dig. And Emery just gives, gives them a big sloppy kiss. And uh, <laughs> didn't go down too well. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great crack, though. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see him getting some more game time. I don't think he's going to be a game changer for the season by any means, but he's an extra 
option ammunition to have. He's like Otto or Matanovic, what they could be technically, what we've been trying to use them as, right? Not not what they could be, they're different types of players, but what we've been trying to use them as. Uh, but Moridesh seems to actually be that ruffle feathers, uh, be the target man, get the ball down and link up play, right? And we just haven't had that. So we'll see. It'll be, it's early doors yet, but uh, we've only got glimpses. He was injured as well, I think, the last game. So it'd be good to see how that, that develops. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to sort of get an opinion on him because we've only seen him come on off the bench whenever we're, we're trying to hang on for three points. Um, so yeah. it's not like he's getting a lot of opportunities or having a lot of support from the, the wingers or the midfielders. Um, it'd be interesting to see him maybe start a match. In that case, and I mean, we've seen plenty of Afalayan uh, over the last two games for sure. So our other new signing in the attacking sense, what have we thought of him? Very lively. Again, I thought uh, cotton in from the, from the left wing, playing through the middle a few times uh, where he just pops up. I like, I like him working back as well. Uh, I thought he he really helped out. There is still sometimes acres of space for him and Pacarada there down the left hand side, which is interesting because that is kind of a strong side, and you would you would think that most of the teams in the second division know that. But with uh, Saliakas and Metcalf two and two, uh, maybe we've we've balanced that out a little bit that we're not so predictable uh, anymore. Uh, I just want to say Omar Omar Rides. I think we got a bit lucky there as well. He was on a yellow card already when he when he blew that kiss to the number eight there. So if the the referee the the the, the way he refereed that game today, that could have easily uh, on another day maybe been a, a second yellow card. So I, I thought maybe yeah, he got away with that yeah. one uh, a little bit as well. Also, I think the like this like 20 minute cameo or 10 minute cameo that he got today he would have probably gotten a, that last week if he hadn't got injured in that uh friendly that we played uh, against Oldenburg and so so we're like a week behind in seeing how Moritas fits our team but I like it that it offers us a plan b which is not meant in like a bad way he I, I'd be happy with him being our plan a as well it's just our plan a works really well at the minute so you, you wouldn't want to <laughs> change that do you think uh, for the next game he could be a starting option or has he not got enough? Like, I think Conor Metcalf is, would be a very good right back. So replacing Saliakas, uh, and then dashing it onto the right and then Maridesh through the middle. Hold on. Do you, do you want to play Conor Metcalf at right back? Yeah, do you not think? He's played that before last. He, he, pl- he, he played wing fire. back in the cup against... But he's, Thrypo, he's got two and two. I, I'd fucking uh, play him up keep top. him where he is. I guess it's one of. I'm just trying to think who who could go into that space because <laughs> I think Xander. Well, if we need a right back, Xander, yeah, is Xander still injured? Because we we were talking about this at the match. We hadn't uh, we hadn't seen him in a while. He's not on the bench now. Only Bifus yeah. and Ritzka, Ritzka, I suppose. But I've not seen Xander yeah, um, for a while. Anyway, just an idea popped into my head. Like seeing how it's not an. Seeing how it's not an out and out left uh, right back that we play more of a wing back, I could see Connor making making that switch. Maybe I mean we that when Moritas came on, Dashner went out to the right, and we we are forced into a change with Manos uh, Saliakas having to sit out the next game. Uh, mm. It's it's probably not what I wanted the manager to do because Connor 
further upfield, two in two two goals in two games. Now you you wouldn't really want to change that the road, the the way he plays, uh, the confidence he has. But because we're forced into that change, and if, if Xander isn't fit, then why not? I remember before the break, Connor played that um, mm-hmm. when he first like came back into the team, and I thought he played that position really well. He was brilliant that day. Yeah, I thought he was really, really good. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's that's what I would choose to do. Thinking about it, but I, it, it all depends on is Muridesh ready to start a game, uh, and I guess the answer to that is no so far. Yeah, we'll see. Who who knows? Well, it's at home. No, away. Sorry, to Magdeburg, uh, the next game. So they've just won and drawn there two of their three games, uh, lost the other. So. Uh, they're climbing their way back up the table, so it's a a tough one as well because it's not not going to be as down and out as we'd have hoped by now. Yeah, they've been on a bit of a bad run just before the break. Uh, I looked that up earlier. Uh, they're they're in a position where we were very familiar with just three weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> Former Haas foul manager, Christian Titz. I think he's still in charge there. And uh, Dominic Reimann, the goalkeeper, football manager, legend, if anyone plays that. Um, he's he's an interesting one, the goalkeeper. He likes playing really, really high up. And he sometimes like fills out the centre-back role when they start building up. It's very interesting. That's all Good I know about Magdeburg. <laughs> well, I think he just... Uh, More than me, anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you just uh, summed it all up. Um, I don't know anything about them other than where they were um, in the league and their recent form. That's it. They also have uh, Lucas Steignos. He used to be on Football Manager as well as a bit of a legend. I remember him. Played for Inter, Jesus. And now he's playing for Magdeburg. Barely. Some trajectory, that is. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I, I don't trust the league table at all anymore whenever I'm looking at our opponents yeah. because we always play fantastic against teams that are at the top and flying high and then as soon as we face someone like fighting relegation or struggling uh we're awful so i think it's they say styles make fights and i think that can also be true for for football you know styles make matches that oftentimes has more of an impact on the match than you know, the quality in the team. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into the Mike DeBose, uh league position right now. Are you in a com- do you, uh, confident enough to put a prediction on the table? Um, I, can, I can't. I can't say anything other than a St. Pauli win. I mean, it's, it's three on the bounce. Um, I, I actually don't think we're going to win purely because it's all going too good. Uh, I'm a cynical bastard, <laughs> but I'll go against the green this time and go for a two 0 win. Another clean sheet. <laughs> you change your tune within the space of ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, we've won three on the bounce, but 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 two of them were at home. So we still have that that one elusive away win just, uh, and, and this is another away game but like Luke said the the, the way we're playing and uh, an almost un- unchanged team is what I'm expecting in, in the next game I, I can see this winning again I don't think we'll concede 
So I'm going one nil again. Clean sheet and a win. Ah, okay. I was going two one. I think we'll concede this time. Uh, I think we'll start really slow. They'll concede and then we'll wake up and smash it two one. I don't know. I just see it going that way. I hope I'm wrong and I hope it is another clean sheet because that's plenty to shout about. But it gives us more to talk about because this is like a, a slow episode. I think we can agree because things are just going too well. We don't like that. We like to moan and we like to <laughs> and we like to to pick holes in what the boys are doing. So uh, with with a an, a sense of admiration, of course. But I mean, it's things are good. It's you know, I mean, we couldn't have asked for anything more. A hundred percent in the Lukronda. A lot of the things that have been highlighted as problems have been fixed, except for the first game. The first game was woeful, um, but the last two games have just been bang on. Like can't can't fault. Like you're good. And uh, I mentioned earlier about Afalayan. I think we kind of semi skipped it. Did you see some of that promise shining through uh, today? As uh, as I was as watch, I was watching the game at home as well. Not with Gunnar, but uh, same as Gunnar. Uh, and there are a few simulation things. Uh, like He likes to make the most of t- potential tackles. Maybe, maybe it's to protect himself or whatever it may be, but the referee was buying into it and he got us a free kick in tricky situations and broke up play, so I'm all, um, okay with that, but I'm not a big Is fan of... Is just a polite way of saying that he dies? Yeah, in a nutshell. He di- he's, he's diving. Do you, do you like it? Do you condone? I don't know. Is it is it cliche or to say that oh the boy's just so fast that as soon as you touch him it's always going to look like a dive? It probably is. Yeah, I think that's what they used to say with Ronaldo, wasn't it? Um, yeah, obviously, if he's properly diving for the sake of dive, like trying to con the referee, then it's not something we want to be seeing. Um, but a lot of the times. It's it's a foul and he just makes more of it, and it's it's going to be a, fu- a free kick no matter what. And he just doesn't a, a couple of extra twirls or rolls or whatever the fuck it might be, which you know, fuck, it's not really doing any harm. That maybe he just doesn't want to get injured, you know. So he he wants it, he wants to foul, but he doesn't want to the risk getting hurt. So I d- I, I don't even think it's that. I think he's preempting the foul and then jumping out the way and then getting the free kick. Like I think that's what we saw today. I, I, I was going to say same as Luke. He has seen his teammates uh, just getting kicked all over the pitch. Uh, so he just thought, I want nothing of that. And he just got out of the way and, and just like pull, pulled the fouls. Like he, he just made the most of them. It's an interesting one, you know. Like I think every every single one, if I'm in the stadium, for every single one, I'm screaming at the referee to give a free kick. <laughs> but if you see them back, then yeah, you you'll see it a bit differently. Maybe he'll just like I said, he just just saw his teammates getting kicked about, and he didn't want any part of it. They were kicking lumps out of us. How many yellow cards did they get? I think it's like six. It was eleven in total. Yeah, but I mean, a few of those for dissent. So yeah, but I mean, there are a lot of fouls. But yeah, I think if you look watch it on TV, it looks a bit bad uh which is my first perception but when you think about it if he's riding the tackle and he's uh preventing himself from getting kicked then if anything it's it's clever so um i don't know i don't know what to make of it just yet we'll see in the next games let's, <laughs> let's uh keep an eye on that one but a couple of people were messaging saying uh they don't like it so you know think about it from his perspective too 
you know, like uh, he's <laughs> he needs to go to training tomorrow. He needs to go to work. He doesn't want to get kicked. <laughs> anyway, I just want to bring that up. Sweet. Anything else? We want to, this is probably a short one, right? Um, but I mean, things are good. Uh, there's not much we can chat about, so uh, we don't want to harp on too much. We can save our voices for for next week when things will be even better when it's four in a row. All right, lads. It was a pleasure as always. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Cheerio. Take care. Have a good weekend. Ciao, ciao.